from the corporate cage she's a rookie to the stage coming from the outside outside familiar with the set she's a theater vet willing to be my guide Lights, what sound what? it's time for huh? the show What's places happening? places and ready go right. make the words fly off of the page stage right. inspire you to get up on the stage stage right Please show me the way Stay Come right. on, girl, let's play. Stay right. Yeah, yeah. Like in in World War Two, <laughs> guys would walk around um, with earmuffs. With on. well, because your body temperature is helped by the body temperature of like your ears and your feet and your fingertips is what I was always told. So like in the winter, if you're wearing socks and mittens and earmuffs, it will like help regulate. She's laughing at me. We were talking about Morgan, body temperature. Morgan starts telling me this while she's taking her shoes off in the closet. I, I need my feet to cool down. So I'll cool down. I told her before we started recording, my feet need to be cool or else I'm, I'm going to die. And then we started talking about World War II soldiers and their ears. And she told me to hit record. So here we are. I just thought it'd be fun for someone to turn it on and hear World War II. <laughs> if you had dry socks, you were, you were safe. But if you were, if you had wet socks, pff, you were, good luck. <laughs> wet socks equals bad soldiering. Bad soldiering. <laughs> some chafing involved. Oh my Maybe gosh. some blisters. We've just started completely off the rails already. I love it. That's Morgan over there talking about World War II. Yep, there's Lindsay over there. <laughs> laughing about World War II. No, no, laughing about Morgan. Laughing Never at laughing me. about a war. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's been kind of a last minute. Well, not last minute. We said we were going to play it by ear this weekend when we recorded, but then this morning was like, no, let's do it right now. So right now, right this second. Yeah, and uh, I just uh, closed a show last night, and you're about to go into a tech rehearsal. Yes. Long weekend for the both of us. Busy lives, busy ladies. Just a couple gals in theater life. <laughs> you know, just living the theater, the show life. That's right. That's right. So here we are. This is Stage Right Podcast Season 2. This will be Episode 3. three. So, Lindsay, yes, you head into tech today. What time is your rehearsal? My rehearsal begins at 1 p.m. and is scheduled to end around 10 p.m. Mm, okay. That's a very long time. We get a break for dinner. Great. And how was it yesterday? Yesterday was good. We went through all of the, the lighting cues and everything. And it's interesting because when we did Mamma Mia, the way the stage or the, the theater was set up, mm-hmm. um, the tech booth was way in the back. It sat, I think, 200 people. So we're down on stage literally just holding our spots. And then they yell down, Okay, dance. Okay, hold. Okay, go. <laughs> but we couldn't hear the exchange between Ryan, the director, and, and the lighting text. Ah, gotcha. So it was fun being in a small black box. You could hear their exchange where you'd say, more of this, try this. And it was so interesting for me mm-hmm. to see, I'd be like, you know, if I'm a director, I'd be like, oh, I mean, there's light. I can see people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good. Let's move along. <laughs> right. But the creative ways that they use the light and for, for Ryan, just what's in his head mm-hmm. and being able to put it out there, because he would describe something that would happen i think man that looks really cool <laughs> and it really enhances the scene and the storytelling i just mm-hmm. i i mean he's very talented at that uh, but that's why i'm not doing that <laughs> i love that so he's designing the lights too actually in the community theater world it's kind of up for grabs who if there's a lighting designer sometimes there isn't yeah um, in the and, professional and there's world, a guy there's, oh sorry go ahead i was gonna say is in the professional world there's usually a paid person but in community theater a lot of times the director is doing it themselves yeah so. there, there's a guy he's working with and, and they'll work together where he'll tell oh, him okay. he's like more magical and he'll do something he's like oh i like that more that they kind of collaborate on it but I, I was just very impressed to kind of hear the thought process and see what's what's in his head to kind of get that built on mm-hmm. the stage because again i i'm thinking back to mom and me i go oh there there were some blues and greens and other colors thrown in there and i just didn't think much of it i was just trying not to mess up. <laughs> right. You were so laser beam focused on it being your first show and dealing with so much new that now this time you kind of get to look around and yeah, yeah. enjoy that part of the process. So it was, more. it was just fun being, uh, again, with it being a small room to be able to hear the whole process. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was very entertained by that and impressed. Really I, cool. I have, um, uh, unexpectedly fallen in love with lighting design. <laughs> like I really love telling a story through through that medium and being able to use that, like you said, to enhance yeah. the storytelling is really it's, fun. It's the mood. And cause he would mm-hmm. talk about that, you know, the mood of the scene, this mm-hmm. is where we are. This is the mood, like all of those things put together contributes to the whole production. So that was, that was an unexpectedly fun thing. And then today, what is going to be the focus? We're doing our cutie cue. Cutie cue. We need a song for cutie cue. <laughs> we do. I don't even know. It's a cue. 
TQ, a Q, Q, TQ, oh yeah, a Q, TQ, a Q, Q, TQ, oh. <laughs> it just it, came to me. Isn't it cute? It is so cute. <laughs> so, but, so we're doing, doing that, and then right after that, we're gonna try to, if there's time, run through the whole show with the lighting cues. Not full dress, but, mm-hmm. uh, just with all the lights and everything. Listen to you using look your at me, terms. Look not at me full just dress. Dropping lingo. Like okay. I, like I fit in. I'm <laughs> one of you now. I've infiltrated the Of course the you are. Of course you are. So, uh, I want to get into what happened this last week a little bit here in a second. I, but first, do we have any shout outs? We didn't really talk about it ahead of time today. Let's see. Let's shout out to Duncan and Avery, my castmates who have subscribed to our podcast. Oh, okay. That's right. And it's really funny because they mentioned this while we were stretching, warming up, if you will, mm-hmm. before rehearsal one day. And everyone said, oh, what's the name of your podcast? And immediately <gasps> fear hit my heart. I'm like, no, no, you can listen to it after the show. <laughs> when, and, they're, and they're saying, why? Do you talk negatively about us? To which I do not. No. But I was not. telling them when we first started this, I thought, oh, you know, we're talking to the internet, this ambiguous thing, strangers. I think I am more honest than I would have been about insecurities and other things. I'm thinking, I'd rather you not know what an insecure fool I am until we are done working together. Oh. Afterwards, it's fine. But while I have to look you in the eye, I'd rather you think I am cool. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. I will say though, but they, they're well aware of the of the podcast name now. And I also kind of did the math. I'm like, I think by the time they get to like, like where we are today, uh-huh. we'll be close close to being done. We'll be, <laughs> you, you'll be safe because by the time you record and edit and post it and everything like that, so <laughs> I win. You win. <laughs> um, I will say, and you know, you know me. I'm gonna go deep and corny. You are, but that's what I like about you. <laughs> there's something wonderful about um, theater and that it really kind of requires you to be vulnerable with people when you want to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when you guys are working on a play like Peter and the Starcatcher, where there's some, there's some serious moments and some things that really have to be dealt with as far as like relationships with these characters and mm-hmm. things. And so the mo- more vulnerable Lindsay as a person can be. Doesn't mean Lindsay has to like it. No, that's true. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun seeing you react to people that listen to the podcast, it's like you didn't realize people were listening, but they are. <laughs> it's so fun. So, um, I, like, I do this for me. I just like to talk to Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 exactly. I was leaving the house this morning. I said, Kyle, I just love talking about theater with Morgan. We have such a blast. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel good. I love talking about theater with you too. I love talking about theater, <laughs> period, but you, you always put such a, a spin, a funny spin on it. You make me laugh. And make me not take myself too seriously, which is great. Oh, good. So any other shout outs this week? I can't think of the cast of Mamma Mia. I mean, you guys have my heart. We closed last night. So I just want to give a shout out to my cast. Um, it was an unexpectedly wonderful surprise of a show. Um, and it was very sad to close last night. I didn't get home till almost 1 a.m. And so up late with those crazy kiddos. So it was a great day yesterday. Two fantastic shows and a cast party. And oh, how fun. So, yeah, that's basically the end of my crazy summer. I've done six full-length shows in four months. It's so many shows. Which is so many shows. I need a nap. <laughs> I, need I a got nap. home last night from our tech rehearsal at 10 or 10.15. And mm. so I said, Kyle, I'm going to take a nap. Wake me up in 30 minutes. <laughs> I didn't Wait, know. Wait, what? I know. What, I, I, what did like, you have to do to wake back up? What were well, you Well, I do? wanted to do something fun, like watch a TV show or just anything. I was just like, I don't want to go to bed yet, but I'm very tired. <laughs> oh, so this morning I said, man, I didn't realize that nap would turn into, into a whole night's sleep. And Kyle he said, just let you sleep. Well, he said, well, I think he he said he tried to wake me up, but I just, just shut he that did. down. <laughs> he tried to wake you up. You're like, no. Yeah. He done. was like, well, naps don't exist at 1030. That is just going to bed. <laughs> Your body was like, nope, I'm in REM cycle. Thank you. I woke up at, I think, 2 a.m. I was like, well, now is when I should brush my teeth and, you know, normal hygiene things. <laughs> hey, good for you. you I had to get that on record from, from all the hygiene that She woke up and washed her face and brushed her teeth. I'm a clean person, okay? We love your hygiene. We talk about your hygiene a lot. Too much. Too much. <laughs> about it's you not showering normal. or not showering. I know. It's unfortunate. I I do bring deodorant with me to every rehearsal. Same. I, I don't know if we talked about this already. I make a big show of putting it on because there are a lot of headlocks in our choreography. If we've already talked about this, hopefully we'll edit it out. No, we haven't talked about it on <laughs> like, the Like, I'm just going to put on my deodorant because I'm wearing it. I'm reapplying for the third time today. No, in the theater world, you cannot be praised enough for having good hygiene. <laughs> Let me tell you, because especially working with teens in the theater, 
ooh, the smell. I will sometimes walk in that dressing room. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, what, what is happening in here? Something died. You guys, please shower. So we always appreciate, we will always stand for good hygiene. Lindsay, you don't ever need to apologize for that in my book. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, Any, anyway. I've got I've got a list of things to talk about. She's so we ready. Dive in. Okay. Okay. So what you got for us this week? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So this week we started doing more of kind of working the scenes and going all the way through working props and just putting the whole show together and knowing where to be and everything. Um, so after we did, I, I think it may have been our first full run through, uh, the director had notes for individual people and for us as a whole. Okay. So when he was giving me individual notes, he, uh, it was quite funny. He said, you know, you're trying so hard to know the lines. Like, you need to relax into the character mm-hmm. and play as it. That's 100% what I'm doing, trying to know all the lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he didn't say the word robotic, but I kind of got that vibe. It's like, you're going through, you're making sure you do everything. He's like, I need you to relax into the character. And okay. exact words, don't try so hard to be funny. Relax into it. So let's just unpack that for a second. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, Lindsay's insecurities. Mm. <laughs> uh being being too much, being annoying, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm ruining this whole show. <laughs> it's like, like that's where I'm kind of going in this half second while he's uh-huh. talking to me. But at the same time, I, I, I understand it and I see it. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I see what you mean. He's like, you know, when you do this, just relax and just do it more like this. I'm like, that that makes sense. Yeah. I, I can see it and I understand it. I'm not quite sure how to execute it right now, but I, but I'm I'm on board and I hear you. So then. Like we went on, we we're like preparing for the show. So then I'm thinking now I don't know what to do differently. Cause he had also told me to have some more energy at times. So I was like, okay, have more energy. Normally but if relax. I relax. Yeah. <laughs> normally if I have a problem, I'm like I will attack this with more effort. <laughs> that is how I will break down this wall. Um, but that didn't, those two things don't work. So it's not that you have to try harder. You have to try differently. Um, mm-hmm. work smarter, not harder, whatever. Um, so I'm talking with one of my castmates, I was just like, you know, I, I just got to know that I understand and I don't know how to execute. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, it was hilarious. He goes, yeah, sometimes you just have to hope you go out there and do it. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a wise it's advice. True. But it was also so funny. He's like, you just, just have to hope you do it. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of a, one of my improv teachers when I was taking classes at Dallas Comedy House. Um, he had given our whole class a note. And, and right after he said it, he said, but don't think about it. You, now it's in your subconscious. It lives there. So just go do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's how that works, I guess. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I believe you, but I do know that science says the placebo effect is real. So if I can just buy into this, something good will happen. Oh, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's really working or not. I'm just going to choose to believe it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel good about it. Okay. Well, I have several things to say when we unpack this. It is not uncommon for actors to be in their head. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it sounds like that's a little bit maybe what's happening. Let me ask you a couple of questions. On a scale of one to ten with the lines, how like where are you at right now? I'll say nine and a half. Because oh, wow. Like I feel really good. There's one scene that I keep forgetting to finish the line. It's like I there it's it's like three sentences mm-hmm. and the last sentence is just like one command word and I often forget get the command word mm-hmm. but it's a cue for someone else so we're, huh. there's often a pause I'm like ah that's me so I'm like I'd, I've got to figure that that's out that's little I mean in the but scheme I, of a whole play that's little I, I feel like I know them I still get afraid that when doing something differently when on stage and looking someone in the eye mm-hmm. that it'll leave me mm-hmm. I just have that fear in my heart <laughs> okay so we're gonna liken this to Mamma Mia actually um, this, we're gonna we're going to compare this to when you were ensemble in Mamma Mia mm-hmm. and you were trying to learn your music. Oh gosh. Right. That dark place. I know, right. <laughs> and you were trying to put it in your muscle memory of dancing and mm-hmm. singing the vocal part that you'd learned at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. It's not easy. And it requires like a different part of your brain. Yeah. I think yeah. to, 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 you do know it. them each differently, but knowing them together is a different muscle. Right. And it's not uncommon for an actor to be able to literally recite. If you were to sit here with me, you could recite all of your monologues to me word yes. for word. No problem. And then all of a sudden when you get up on your feet in a rehearsal room and someone takes your script away from you, everything flies out of your or head. Or your scene partner does something different counters mm-hmm. on stage a different way. And you think, Oh, I should do this. Oh shoot. Where am I? <laughs> what is my line? Yeah. So that's yeah. I, like, that is not uncommon at all. It happens. It is part of the, it, you're going to hate me for saying this, but it is part of the process. It I'm really is. It's like, you have to walk through that stage of it. 
So here's, here's why I ask that because now, because you do know the line so well, now that is the next step is to start, um, introducing things physically, um, that will help not only with the character, the way the character moves and thinks mm-hmm. and breathes, but that will help you relax a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and he, he said the word, he's like, play, have fun. Like, mm-hmm. just like relax into it. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, you, you know, the lines you have it. And if you forget one, you'll figure it out. Right. <laughs> like, you'll improvise it. So let's, so it's kind of like, I don't know. It was one of those things that was hard to hear. Cause I thought, mm-hmm. and, and not so much of, oh gosh, I, I like initial embarrassment of, oh gosh, I want to be good at this mm-hmm. and, and I'm not doing something perfect. So that is not fun. But also I, heard an analogy recently about feedback receiving and giving feedback uh, it's like telling someone their fly is unzipped uh-huh. you're initially embarrassed but you're overwhelmingly grateful that mm-hmm. they told you so you can correct it yep and so i was like ah what a great analogy mm-hmm. what an excellent time to apply it it's true <laughs> yeah i'm grateful that i he's coaching me to be better in this role but another kind of door in my head it opened that i didn't realize was, was there is this fear i have of ruining the show for everyone Mm -hmm. because when I go back to Mama Mia and the lines I had and the part I played they were fun and I don't want to say that any role is not important but it's one of those things where if I kind of mess this up the plot moves along the main story is being told everything's fine whereas I feel like now having more lines and having maybe a monologue that drives the plot a bit it's like if I miss something I either if I miss a line I either screw up someone's joke that's coming later that I like was setting up Mm -hmm. that or just being on stage more and being more visible that if I'm not good at it, then maybe people won't enjoy the show as much. And it's, again, I thought, you know, I never once considered whether or not I'll be good at this. I was just excited to try and go do it. And I thought, oh, if I'm, if I'm not good, if I'm not funny, if all of these things this character is supposed to be, the show won't be as good. Mm. I don't like that. (laughs) That's unsettling. Right. Can I ask you a question? How often when you're on stage in the moment, did those kind of thoughts? Oh, never. This happened entirely off stage. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So this is not something literally you're up there thinking this while you're performing. No, 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 no. That's good. This was later in the, in the dark confines of my car. (laughs) Okay. Well, here's what I will say though. Even if you're not actively thinking it in the moment in rehearsal, go back to what your improv teacher said. The subconscious is a powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have these feelings that you're going to sabotage the process for everyone or ruin it somehow, what do you think that's, is that helping you? No, no, it's it's not, it's not serving you. And and it's one of those things. It's this, these two warring thoughts in my head. Sure. One, one knows this is ridiculous. One knows that this is invented by Lindsay, Mm -hmm. that this is her insecurity chipping away at herself. Mm -hmm. The other one believes this is so true. (laughs) I'm very convincing. Well, I mean, if you want to get into, I mean, this is part of a deeper conversation, but I would say the person, the first person is your true self. The second the second quote unquote person is more of your ego. And by ego, I mean yeah, the no, true definition, good. like, like some of the philosophers say of the ego of like this thing that really isn't you, the voice in the head is what it's, it's called a lot of times. This voice is like, you suck. You'll never be worth anything. You yes, like, I know that voice, the voice well. in the head, right? <laughs> so, you know, at the core of yourself, Lindsay, which one is the true voice, you yeah. know, it's the first voice. Yeah. And, and you're, you're hitting on the nail for, for me mm-hmm. and my brother and I have talked about this for some reason we share the same deepest insecurity mm-hmm. and it's uh, on to overgeneralize, like not being good enough mm-hmm. or not being smart, mm-hmm. not being intelligent, being perceived as not good at something. Wow. And, it's and it's such a silly thing. Like, well, cause you're one of the smartest people I know. Oh, stop it. Don't well, feed that monster inside true, of me. <laughs> but it's true. Like, it's just, it's crazy that we don't see ourselves the way other people see us. And yeah. sometimes we, sh- I wish we could see ourselves in a positive way, the way other people see us. Cause we would be like, I wouldn't be so hard on myself. I'd be much more forgiving. Right. <laughs> if I was friends with me, I'd think I was way better. Than well, hey, exactly. <laughs> We're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. And it's like, I wish sometimes we could just myself included, like, look at yourself through other people's eyes. Yeah. Other people love you and want to be around you. And, and Ryan would not have cast you in this part if he didn't see that side of you. What I wanted to get at at the crux of this whole thing is it sounds like, and I know this might sound, I don't know, common sense or something, but it sounds like your insecurities are kind of weighing you down a little bit. Oh, for sure. At the same time, though, I do want to say that this is why 
I think theater is so incredible mm-hmm. because nothing like theater literally brings out acting Exposes. will bring out yes Let's everything put a spotlight all on the crap. darkest part of your soul all your crap <laughs> comes up through working on stuff like and then let's have a podcast and talk about it <laughs> and, <laughs> and all your friends will out. listen to it AKA it'll be great theater therapy right now you see why i did the math on whether or not they'd hear this before because mm-hmm. <laughs> i it's very vulnerable and okay so so let's get back to how okay because you're right about this other thing somebody will give me a note or I'll give an actor a note and then I'll say to them, I'll be like, I have no idea how you're going to play that. I'm so sorry. I no, and, and I don't fault you know? that because like I said, I understood it. Once he was saying it, I was like, oh, I see it. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm with you now in these the examples. How to play it. Yeah. And how to change it. And that's, that's the challenging part. That's what makes this a fun challenge. But I, I will say as I was spiraling for this half second, as he's telling me, mm-hmm. I had that kind of the, the good voice slapped the, the negative voices yes. face. And I thought, you have you've never done this before in this way. Like you you're in a musical. This is a different thing. Seriously. And you have to be okay with not getting it perfect on the first shot. <laughs> and also as a director, he has a vision for the for the story and he's helping you he's helping shape you to where he wants you to be for he that. He sees something you don't see. Exactly. And so I had to have this conversation with myself. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, have you been trying as hard as you can? Yes. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, are you going to keep trying as hard as you can? Mm-hmm. Yes. It will be okay. <laughs> and if I can't ever get to exactly what he wants, it's not going to be for lack of effort. And, mm-hmm. and there are certain things we can control in this world and certain things that we can't. And while I wish I could have been mm-hmm. perfect and exactly how everyone wants it to be on my first go, it's just not the case. And there's no reason to kind of get down on yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving myself a pep talk. That's right. I love you. I love you for that because... You're right. Remember, I, you may not remember this back in season one. I don't remember what episode it was. You were like kind of talking about something similar in a challenge with Mama Mia. And I was like, oh, so you're a, a beginner. beginner. Oh, yes. <laughs> like you've never. I went it. to work and I told my mentor about that because yeah, she. Be a beginner. Yes. Because she, she did theater uh, uh, in college and everything. She actually majored in it. Um, and I was oh, telling cool. her how I was like, oh, but like the imposter syndrome, all this. Was, she just had this epiphany for me of that's called being a beginner mm-hmm. oh same with yeah. this right <laughs> just just that is a huge what's a beginner yeah i don't like it i know it's hard and that that reminds me of another thing i thought of this week because the only thing in my life that i feel like i've dedicated enough years at to say maybe i'm not an expert but i'm certainly above average mm-hmm. is, is basketball, basketball. The, the sport i committed my my life to mm-hmm. um and i as i got older with basketball, there were moments where I could look back to a coaching moment or things my coaches would always say that didn't make sense at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say, they're, oh, they don't make sense. They're telling me to do this, but they're also telling me to do that. That's what, like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But then I go watch younger kids. I see, oh, they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, you just mm-hmm. understood the game better. You have more instincts. Mm-hmm. I could I could make those decisions better. A situation that looked identical to, through my seventh grade eyes as a sophomore in college now is starkly different. And there was an obvious correct choice and obvious incorrect choice. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe as you progress on things and you get better at them, newsflash, you you get better and you can discern those moments and you can make better choices. But it it's just hard in the beginning stages of something to, to want to be further ahead than you are, mm-hmm. I think. Well, and part of being a master at something is really just about repetition. Mm-hmm. The amount of times that you do something. you I would call you a master of, of basketball for sure because yeah. you put in the amount of hours, right? Yeah. So allowing yourself to be a beginner is a huge step. And, I, and I'm, so I'm proud of you for pep talking yourself. Now I do have some practical, let's do yes, a couple of practical things of what you can do in rehearsal to help kind of maybe break through some of these, these walls. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first of all, we always, when we're getting stuck in ourself, mm-hmm. we want to put the attention as much as possible on the other. Yeah. And this will distract. What a our great little, life motto. Right? Also. <laughs> true. As an aside, like get your brain off yourself and think about somebody else for a change. <laughs> Don't no. be selfish. <laughs> what Words I mean, to live by. <laughs> but here's what I mean by that yeah, though, yeah. because the actor, uh, the actor brain, I call it actor brain and character brain, right? Yeah. You have two brains going on always when you're on stage, you, you are living as the character, but then also the actors like, uh, am I, am I planting my feet? Am I in my life? Am I going to go get milk on the way home? Right. <laughs> and so it's really neither of those. Are my feet the right temperature? 
Exactly. None of neither of those brains, quote, brains are ever going to go away on stage. There's always both going to be there, but it's a question of what percentage mm-hmm. the actor brain is, how loud they are and how loud the character brain is. So, if the actor brain, which is kind of maybe where you're at right now, just kind of in this what do I do self-conscious-ish place, what we want to do then is put our attention on the character. Mm-hmm. And by that it's a couple of things. Have you ever tried you may not be ready to try, but a couple of tools. Inner monologue. Okay. So what thinking as the character. Yeah. In the wings waiting to go on, you're not thinking as Lindsay. You are thinking as this character, yeah. as, as Blackstash. Mm-hmm. And then when you're receiving other people's lines to you, you're receiving it as, as them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's one little tool. Inner monologue. But that, you know, inner monologue is something that you can really only layer in when you're like really, really off book. Yeah. So that you may not be ready for that. Okay. But um, another tool you can use is, I think we talked about this last week with your body. Uh, this will help unlock some yeah, physical leading things. leading with the chest. Where he yeah. leads with. Also, tempo rhythm. We haven't talked about this yet. So mm-hmm. every character moves at a tempo, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like Allie and Mamma Mia, what would she have been? <laughs> Very fast. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay, so where's Stash? Hmm. Like, what is his... If he was a dance, what kind of dance would it be? You know what I mean? Is he a cha-cha or is he a waltz? Or is he... You know, is he... He's very calculating. Okay. He... He... He thinks he's craftier than he mm-hmm. is, but he has an end goal of this legacy and all the stuff that he wants. Treasure being a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, so slower than Allie. But I, I wouldn't say too slow because he's chasing this there. dream. Yes. Yeah. So there's times when he might be more slow and calculating yeah. and then he'll go in for the kill or Cause, something. Because it's a fight scene or right? I see that treasure and I want it now. He's yeah. got something he wants. Okay. Here's another way to think of it. If he was an animal, what would he be? Oh, this is fun. <laughs> because another exercise I have my students do is, okay, for fun, just for fun, this time you are going to play this character as that animal, <laughs> right? And yeah. you, what ends up happening is usually it, you kind of feel silly, but the director's like, oh no, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. You like, found something in is there. Is he a cat? Is he a snake? Is he a bird of some sort? I don't know. You would know. Is he a leopard, a tiger, a... Um, a scorpion, you know, like if you don't know right now, that could be something to kind of chew think on. About it. Yeah. I want to choose one. <laughs> and, and that can help your quality of movement, right? If I'm yeah. a snake, I'm over here like, like making gestures with my body. <laughs> if I'm a snake, I'm going to kind of ooze when I talk, right? If I'm a cat, I might prowl and then pounce on you, yeah. right? Yeah. He might, he might be a tiger. He might be a, um, a wolf, you yeah. know, so that is something that you can try and yeah, this can yeah. unlock. These are the things to get us out of our head and into our body. Yeah. What do they lead with? What is their tempo rhythm? If they were an animal, what would they be? Okay. These are the kind of things that are going to get you out of your head and into your body. I like that. So paying attention to the other is also, um, like just try and keep your attention on them and, and a lot of times you're talking and they're not, but when they are talking, listening as though you've never heard those words before yeah. and you're hearing them for the first time. Yeah. Little things like that are usually where I start Yeah, when the actors in their No, no, that's brain. great advice, especially the active listening part, because mm-hmm. we forget that it's supposed to be a conversation where I don't know what they're saying, mm-hmm. but because I'm constantly waiting for my cue and trying right. to make sure that I'm facing the right direction or doing the right thing, not messing up. It's like stop being so afraid of messing everything up and right. and and play the tell the story because if you're worried the whole if the actor fear is not a way to live <laughs> right exactly number one but in the theater if the actor brain is just screaming the whole time there's no room, room for, for the, the character to live oh, you're so wise Morgan I oh, will sorry but I <laughs> I but it's true I mean the actor brain's like screaming get it right get it right listen plant your feet and you're just like oh the character's nowhere he's not yeah. anywhere yeah right? no so. Um, There's a finite amount of space in here in this head uh-huh, of mine, uh-huh. and I've got to leave room for Black Stash. That's right. Let's not forget it's about him. It's about him, and okay. you might be surprised what happens, how Ryan how Ryan feels when you let go and stop trying so hard yeah. on that 
and he might be like, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. Like, no. So ironically, after that, this, so he gave me that note that the getting rehearsals afterwards said, Hey, so that like hotter, colder was like close. And he goes, Oh, smoldering. You nailed it. I thought, great. I don't know what I did. <laughs> I hope I can do this again. <laughs> uh-huh. The best moments for me as an actor are when I come off the stage and have no recollection of what just happened. Truly. <laughs> I know I'm in the, in the quote unquote zone. When I walk off stage and I'm like, well, I hope that was good because I don't, I just had, no, I had a lot of fun out there. Yeah. Like seriously, because if you, how are you feeling about your blocking? Do you know your blocking pretty well? I think so. Yeah. So see. The the, the thrust stuff is still, mm-hmm. I, and we were talking about this yesterday. I just, I never feel comfortable as far as I still have that fear when someone sees my back mm-hmm. or am I giving too much to this one side mm-hmm. and not the other? It's like, oh, this whole scene I've been at this side. Is that okay? Oh, but the next scene you're on the other side. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It just, I've, I've got to let go of worrying about that. I don't know why I have that stuck in my head so much of everyone must see me at they, all times. Yes, it's hard. They don't care about me. <laughs> they do care about you. But if, if Ryan's done his job and yeah. you, he'll, he's, he staged you in a way that it'll be fair enough forever. Remember the two yeah. thirds rule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and your pal. Yeah. Your pal, your pal planes, angles, levels, and, and the two thirds rule. If you can see two thirds of the audience, you're good. Also another pro tip for thrust. And I think we talked about this a little bit last week, but this is like a hard and fast down and dirty pro tip for thrust. If the character, if you're on a corner, like let's say Brian's blocked you on the downstage left corner mm-hmm. and you're facing in talking to a character, right? Mm-hmm. And the character's talking mm-hmm. to you. Anytime you have something to say to yourself that like the other person wouldn't hear or like that's a thought to yourself, turn out and face out to say it and then okay. turn in toward the, toward the other actor. Okay. Those kind of moments are all you need in a thrust. Just literally giving it enough visibility for just a minute. Like I'm going to say this thing and then hmm, I'm going to turn to the side for this, for this thing that I'm saying to myself Yeah. in a thrust. You don't just have to turn to the side. You can turn all the way around. Yeah. And the audience will love it because then, oh, those people get to see you for a second mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I think just because I've only ever been with the audience sees me one way, mm-hmm. the, the instincts that you develop are still screaming at you. You're doing this wrong. Oh, a hundred percent. Shut up. No, I'm not. That's right. No, I'm not. And honestly, um, you're not alone in that of like, uh, at NTPA where I work, it's a youth theater. And imagine, you know, a fourth grader we've been telling, drilling into their head Toes towards the audience, toes towards the audience, toes towards the audience. And then all of a sudden we give them a show in a thrust space, which we have. So forget everything else I told you. (laughs) Right. And we're telling all these kids, okay, we have a new set of rules, but um, I have to say our directors are are taking that challenge. Um, It's hard for the directors too. I mean, you know, I, I... definitely have had conversations with, with many of our directors. It's like, it's okay. You can do thrust rules and be safe. Um, it's safe to, to break the rules of proscenium because you're not in a proscenium space. So yeah. give yourself a little grace. I will. Okay. What else you got? You have a list. I do have a list. We covered a lot of it. Good. Um, so it's really similar to everything we've been talking about in the world of insecurities, but I had this moment, uh, yesterday I was driving home just thinking, I, I don't know if I'm doing well. <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is you you know your lines, you say them so many times that the things you thought were funny, maybe the first couple times, you, you're just desensitized to it because I've, I've said this joke 100 times now, yep. so it doesn't strike me as hilarious anymore. And then we're playing to an empty room. All of our castmates have heard our jokes 100 times also. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those moments as I've been trying to relax into it and doing things differently, I suddenly think, I, I don't know if this is funny. I don't know if this is good. I want it to be good. And, and you know, Ryan's working on a hundred different things with the lights and tech and other characters and other pieces of the show. It's it's not a one, it's not a Lindsay no, show, one person right. show. So it's just one of those things where I, <laughs> I, I don't know, that really just insecurity is the bottom of it. Thinking, I just, I hope, I hope it's good. I, I don't really know. And I don't know how I feel about it anymore because like we were talking about trying to implement those notes and not really knowing, trusting your subconscious. I, I hope it's work. I hope it's okay. Mm-hmm. Or, and then there's that little devil voice inside of you that's saying, well, Ryan probably just gave up on you. He's like, well, well, that's just terrible. We'll Aww. just have to live with it. You know, like the, the little things that come into your head where you're like, I, I don't know if I'm doing a good job. <laughs> okay. I'm trying. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? You just did. <laughs> that is the right, that is dad jokes. Another question. <laughs> you may. Um, do you feel or worry, do you feel this way or worry about that when you are on stage doing improv? 
Oh, that's a good question. Do you worry about being funny enough when you're doing improv? So no. And I never, because mm-hmm. I think of improv like a team sport mm-hmm. because, and we've talked about this before, I don't have to be funny. I don't have to do anything but support your idea, let you have all the laughs, all the jokes. And we did that together and I'm proud of it. Even if the audience never laughed at anything Lindsay said or did. And I realized that theater is a team sport also, but sometimes the monologues feel like a solo. Mm-hmm. Like, and they mm-hmm. feel like I'm mm-hmm. I'm supposed to make this funny <laughs> or something mm-hmm. like that. The pressure and, of that. And I, of text. And it's, yes. And it's hilarious because I've been doing improv for several years now. And people always ask, oh, do you want to get into stand-up? And my first, <laughs> the first thing I say is always, no. And it's not because I'm afraid of it. Actually, like, I love watching stand-up. And I think the idea of it is fun. I just don't want to spend hours alone in my room crafting something alone. I right. think my best work is done with others. Mm-hmm. And also, when I go to improv practice, I'm with five friends, five or six friends that are hilarious. We laugh the whole time together. You have shared memories. I just, when I try to put myself practicing for stand up, it just seems less fun. Lonely. Yeah. At the end of the day, it just seems less fun. So I think that's where like, like I've never needed to be funny. Mm -mm. (laughs) That was never a thing I had to do. But let me tell you from someone who's watched you do improv, you're hilarious. Oh, stop it. But you're not, but that's the thing. You're not trying to be funny. So can I tell you a little story that I tell my students? Yes. It is a theater urban legend. I can't wait. I once had a director who was in a production and it was a dinner party scene with a family. It was a play where a a family's gathered around the dinner table and a a fight breaks out during the dinner. This is what was happening in the Mm -hmm. play. And uh, the characters are, you know, the dad, the mom, the kids, I think the aunt's there. And they're all eating dinner and the fight is, is going on while everyone's eating dinner and the emotions are escalating and the actress playing the aunt every night, she had a line that said, will you please pass the butter every night? She said it in such a way because she was so in the moment with her family at this dinner table that every night when she asked for the butter, it was, it would get a huge laugh. Right. Mm-hmm. So then it get it, it gets a laugh the first few nights. Then guess what happens? The actor starts realizing, oh, this, this line's going to get a laugh. Uh-oh. So then guess what starts happening? They stop asking for the butter and they start asking for the laugh. <sighs> and guess what happened? No laugh. They stopped laughing. So I always tell my actors, especially when we're doing a comedy, ask for the butter. Do yeah. not ask for a laugh because the second you ask for the laugh, the audience will smell it and they will not obey. Yeah. But the second you just look at your person and say, will you please pass the butter? Right. Yeah. The audience will lose it because you were so in the moment with your person and you were, that intention was so strong and that action you played it was, was so strong yeah. that the, the laughter just comes. Yeah. And I think that a lot when I watch your, um, your improv troupe perform is that you guys aren't asking for the laughs you're with each other just asking for the butter and the laughs come yeah so with with stash if that could help you no it does i like that just ask for the butter and trust that the laugh will be there because it's well-written text Mm -hmm. and if you ask for the butter the playwright has served you you have to trust the playwright that that the laughs will come when they're supposed to yeah and i i think also reading it and not watching it I don't even know if I know where all the jokes are. Right. (laughs) You're not going to know until the audience is there. Yeah. Yeah. I think people, even just when we've done read-throughs and stuff, people laugh things. I think, oh, oh, I guess that's funny. I I just, I just reading it, it didn't jump out to me. But now that there Mm -hmm. are people on stage doing it, I now see that that's funny, Mm -hmm. what what they're doing. And so it's not your, honestly, and I don't mean to sound whatever harsh with this, but it's not your job to decide what's funny. I like that. Yeah, it's not your job. That's not my job. Your job my is to tell the to story. Just, yeah, and be with your people on stage. And yeah, I don't want to be funny. <laughs> I just saw the light bulb go off for you, like really. Yeah, big. forget being funny. Yeah. I don't want to be funny. <laughs> I'm a villain. Yeah. I'm a villain. I want my treasure. Right. And I don't want to be I'm funny. Laughing stop, at you. La- stop laughing at me. I want my treasure <laughs> because she's being she's being true. She's asking for the butter. I'm excited to go to rehearsal today, Morgan. Oh, I cannot yeah. wait. <laughs> Give me that butter. <laughs> Give me that butter. Oh, I love it. Well, so, I mean, does that help? I don't no, know. No, yeah, tremendously. I, yeah. I love that. Uh, I don't, 
I don't know if you're whoever told you that made up the line because I'm like, what a great play on words. They stopped asking for the butter, mm-hmm. started asking for the lap. It feels too good to be true, but I like it. Yeah, so that's what I said. It's like an urban legend. Like this is a, a story a director told me, and I just who knows if it really happened. But it's so good that it doesn't matter. It's it's happened. That situation has happened. Exactly, it happens all the times. time. Yes. It, I see it happen as a director all the time. I'm like, oh, they they're asking for the laugh, and guess what? They ain't going to get it. Can we make shirts that say, wear that butter? With a stick of butter just on across the chest? Wear it at. The Is last that... thing on my list. Okay. I wrote in all caps, so many props. Oh, gosh. Okay. There are so many, Morgan. Mm-hmm. You have to Tell hold me some of them. Tell me. I got? have a, a razor that I have with me. Like a straight blade? Like a Sweeney Todd razor? Uh I don't know yet because I don't have it. It's been a highlighter right now. Uh, I think <laughs> we're supposed to get it today. I but I think it's supposed to kind of flip open. Yeah, like yeah. a straight like yes. a straight edge. Sure. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Swing your eyes <laughs> So I have to take this moment to tell you. I've, I don't know how long ago it's been now, but Kyle and I went to Morgan's it's production almost of Sweeney Todd. a year Todd. ago. Yeah. So Kyle and I, randomly, when the house is quiet, maybe we're doing laundry, <laughs> just anything... <laughs> We'll bust out with that. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, we just now, think that is very funny. And now you have you're gonna get a razor just like Sweeney. I know. I cannot wait. So you're gonna walk around the house just singing it even of more. Course. Okay, so you have a razor. What yeah, else? so I have a razor. Um, there's a key that I take from someone and hold on for a little bit. There are some little shields we have to hold when we're uh, part of the ensemble. Oh. There's a s- bamboo stick I also hold. There's an umbrella at one point. There is, a, I don't know how to describe this, a <laughs> bandana type thing. No. She's like making these gestures I, with her hands mm, and uh, she's very Okay, hold on. You know, puzzled. think of like a used car mm. place where they've got... Like things strung across uh-huh. the the roof Little banners, and, yeah, triangle and they're banners, cut, triangle banners. Yes. <laughs> How did we get there with pennant, that pennant banner? Are you a mind reader? How did I, you get? That? No, I'm seeing it in my head. A used car place, and it's like yeah. little things and little triangle guys coming yeah. down. So there's a string of that at one t- point okay. that we have. Um, I'm probably forgetting some too. There's a bucket I have at one point. There's a flashlight I have at one point. There are a lot of them. We have a props table. The stage manager, Ruby, shout out Ruby, has done a great job of like putting them in places and helping us kind of manage that. But it's one of those things now you come off stage and I don't have costume changes like I did last time, but it's, Let's go. where's my prop? Where should I be? Where am I injuring from? Where am I exiting from? Do I need this prop in the next scene or not? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, that, that's been a lot also. So because if you're yeah. out on stage, and sometimes I have to take a prop with me on stage because it goes right into another scene where I need it then. So I'm like, what's next on stage? Oh, this thing. I've got that prop. But I have to be thinking for that, that additional next scene. Oh, okay. that's when that prop comes. I probably need to write a list. You there know, I like lists. So that's what I was going to say. We're, so now we're talking about tracking. Yeah. Right? Do you remember in Mama Mia when I was talking to you about writing down your show order? Yes. Kind of a similar I just didn't, thing. I had a prop. I had a mm-hmm. bag yeah, at right. the beginning, and then I was done. <laughs> so now you need to you need to come up with some sort of prop tracking for yourself, and that may mean you go to Ruby and be like, "Hey, I need this banner pennant used car sales prop to be stage right, not stage left, right? Because yeah. it'll make more sense with my entrance later on. I'm not going to be able to get over to the prop table." Right. You, I always tell my actors, like, you need to decide where it goes. And so a couple of props 101 things. As you know, Lindsay, I don't need to tell you this, but I'll say it anyway. If it's not your prop, don't touch it. (laughs) That is like the number one rule in theater. If it's not yours, don't touch it. There was a infamous story I'll tell. This is not an urban legend. This really did happen. I was directing Aladdin Jr. and someone was playing with the lamp. No. So Aladdin had to go on at the end. Was it a boo? <sighs> Who knows? Probably. <laughs> a boo uh, was being missed. I really enjoyed that joke. <laughs> yeah, so there was no... <laughs> She's laughing at her own joke. I'm sorry. Hilarious. I'm sorry. Laughing. I'll ask for the butter. I'm sorry. Ask for the <laughs> Please continue. Abu took the lamp. Okay. Um, no, but uh, he had to go on stage without his prop because somebody moved it. So if it's not yours, don't touch it. Number okay. two, your prop is your responsibility. Yeah. And so shows where there's a lot of props, the sooner you can have something. And I'm sure you, you said you yeah, have yeah. rehearsal props. The sooner you can have something in your hand to simulate, the better. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you can get your hands on it and play with it off stage, the better too. Yeah. So as those props start to come in for tech week, 
just get get friendly with them because okay. they're he's friendly with them. He or or they Blackstash. Yeah, they're not props to them. But they're his possessions. They're his possessions. Yeah. And I love me some stage business. I do. As a director, I block it all the time. Okay, I'm going to have you folding clothes while you're saying this yeah. thing, or I'm going to have you dealing with yeah. this thing. So my challenge to you is to use those props and embrace them and figure out yeah. how you can use them to enhance what you're doing in yeah. any way. Yeah, I like that. So prop tracking. Spreadsheet, Google Sheets. Yes. Good for that. Okay. I don't know. I will do some prop tracking. Prop tracking. That's helpful. What else you got? I think that's the end of my list. Oh my gosh. Well, I think so. I mean, it sounds like the overall theme of this last week was... Getting out of your, my head. Mm -hmm. And as one of my teachers um, in grad school used to say, if that's where you're at the week before tech, you're exactly where you need to be. Oh, cool. Seriously. The week before tech is for... (laughs) I live in my insecurities. (laughs) The week before tech is for everything to start coming out because what's happening is you're putting all the pieces together Mm -hmm. and the director's starting to give you like some serious notes. Yeah. Yeah. And notes bring out insecurities of like, and doubt, really not insecurity all the time, but sometimes just doubt of like oh, crap, I thought this thing was reading, or I thought I was doing this one thing. It's clear it's not coming across at all. Yeah, and I distinctly remember thinking, can I do this? Right. But if it head, can, can I do this? Will, will it be okay? I, and, and I know it's not the end of the world. I'm not saving lives here, but mm-hmm. I, I care about this. I'm trying really hard. It's something that I've committed to and I really want to do well. Mm-hmm. And also to look around and see my so talented castmates. Like I, I watch them on stage and I think they look, I'm, I'm buying into everything their character is doing. I believe it. I'm with them. And I think, oh gosh, are people buying into what I'm doing? Right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And then you watch people be really talented. Again, I go back to my first day at Mama Me rehearsal mm-hmm. when I hear these angelic voices mm-hmm. and I, I think it's time for me to leave. <laughs> right. um, it's just one of those things trying to convince yourself that it's okay to not be as good as everyone else as, as long as you're doing what's being asked of you and and trying to improve. That's really all I can promise. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee that my effort will be there. Uh, and I need to stop worrying if if I if I have this natural talent or not. And that's, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I don't believe in talent. Oh, that's right. I forgot how oh, you hit me right in the eye. I didn't mean she to. Threw it was awesome. It was perfect. I didn't mean to. No, I love I'm it. Sorry. She threw I was a little, like, piece, You're right. I forgot she threw a little piece of paper at me and it hit me. No, it was perfect. It was perfect, Lindsay. It's true. I don't believe in talent. And you're right. I mean, it's not about, quote unquote, how good you are. Like... It's about repetition and your commitment to the team and your castmates and your directors see that about you. That's one of the first things people I think know about you is how committed you are to a team and how, um, yeah, committed just keeps coming to my, to my brain of like how much you want the project to succeed and your part in the project you want to, to make sure is excellent. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if as long as you're going into it with that, you can't fail. What is what does fail really mean? You know? Yeah. And I should be trying to fail. Remember, mm-hmm. fail big. Oh my not, gosh. Not, we That's just our thing. We backed ourselves right into that. We didn't even plan that, guys. I know it's <laughs> true though. But you do have to. I mean, it's true. So today, that's your thing. Like fail big. Yeah. Like go in there and just be like, I don't give a crap how I look. I'm just gonna focus on the other person and play and ask for the butter. I'm getting that butter today, Morgan. <laughs> I'm getting it. I know you can, and butter you is, will. My, is it a vegan butter? That vegan sure. butter is mine. We love vegan butter. <laughs> I, I would prefer vegan butter. It's easier on my tummy. Thank you. <laughs> it's true. Um, so I believe in you, um, but you, it is true of of you are really on schedule. Like trust the process. The costumes are going to start to come in this week. That's mm-hmm. going to help you how you move, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the lighting, all the, the world of the play is going to magically start coming together this week. And so the immersion part, like allowing yourself to just kind of be black stash, is yeah. going to become a little easier. I nice. think. Okay. So trust repetition. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling? Feel good. Feeling better. Feel empowered. Feeling more equipped. Yeah, I'm ready to run through a brick wall. Oh my gosh. I want that button. Don't you hurt yourself. (laughs) Okay, before we close, uh, because we're going to start wrapping up here so you can get to rehearsal. That's right. um, I wanted to show you. Oh, I can't wait. I got a gift. She brought in a mystery bag. And and I wanted to do a shout out here at the end to Christos. Christos is one of the actors in My Mama Mia who played Sam. And I don't think he was the Sam. 
that you saw. I think okay. you saw the other cast, but he was just an incredible kid. It was really great to get to know him. This was our first production together. And fun fact about Christos and his family is they are Greek. Ooh. His dad, I believe, was born in Greece. If his dad wasn't born in Greece, his grandparents definitely were, and they still live there. Cool. So for two weeks out of the rehearsal process, he he was gone. He went to Greece with his family. He was method acting. I'm serious. He, <laughs> he tells us, he's like, I went to Greece to study my character. So he and his family went over to Greece during rehearsal, and um, last night he pulls me aside, and he's like, I have something for you. And he went to Greece and got me... This amazing thing. I can't remember what it's called now for the life of me. I should have written it down. Oh, it's beautiful. But it is like a, um, it looks kind of like a dream catcher in a way. It's supposed to be like an eye and it's Greek and it's this beautiful glass blue ornament thing with almost, beads. Yeah. You said it looks like an eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like You're stained, describing it well. It checks out. Stained glass. We might put a picture of it on the Instagram for you to see. Oh, yeah. That's what Instagram's for. But we he went that. to Greece and brought me back. And it's supposed to ward off. You're supposed to hang it above your door. It's supposed to ward off evil that's spirits. That's so sweet. He brought me this. And I just... That's just a testament to like... I don't know. I'm feeling kind of mushy about my students today. And so... You're Morgan. Shout out you're to Christos. You're morning your show. I know. You're morning your show. It's I'm a process. Thank, thank you. I needed to hear that. I tell... <laughs> people that all the time. So I'm a little, I just wanted to share how much that meant to me. And so shout out to Christos for my beautiful gift. I got some, some awesome gifts from the cast yesterday. So I'm just, yeah, feeling a little mm, sentimental tear. Um, but you're going into, oh wait, how many weekends do you guys run? Two. Just yeah. Two. So you're going into tech and then performances and then mm-hmm. you're going to be in my place. I know. Soon enough, but let's let's get you let's get Black Stash up and running. That's right, because because they're here, they're inside you. He's in there. He's, he's a little, part of you. He's waiting to break out. Mm-hmm. Yes. he'll be there. Okay. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Stage Right Pod. You can email us Stage Right Pod at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear your suggestions for what you might have. Oh, another thing I'm working on. So I'm going to say it on the air. So now it has to happen. I'm working on some merch. Um, oh yes! I think we need at least to start with stickers. We have we have the butter idea already. <laughs> okay, so I also we should sell butter. Th- just butter. We can churn it ourselves. Stage dry butter. Oh my god! I have a lot of students who who specialize in graphic dr- design and drawing and illustration. So if anyone wants to draw us a butter uh, design for our first T-shirt, we'd love to have it. We welcome all fan art. <laughs> um, so we're definitely going to start with some stage right stickers. That's, that's the plan. So we can get, get the merch out there. Thank you to everybody who's been listening. It's been really cool to have my students and various people just coming up and saying they're listening to the pod and loving it. So yeah. we appreciate your support. Yeah, thanks for caring about us Yeah, in any respect. Yeah. We like talking to each other. So <laughs> other people listening is just icing on the cake, but it's still really nice to know that people are enjoying it. So hopefully you're learning something too, my little theater babies out there. Yeah, no, I, uh, so some of the people from the cast have been listening. They're like, you know, I've been doing theater my whole life, but a lot of the stuff Morgan says, it's, just, it's good to hear. And you pick something up. And mm-hmm. and then I, I had asked someone a question. And they go, why don't you ask Morgan on your podcast? <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was hilarious. hilarious. It was in a fun way. No, that's well, amazing. maybe I will. That's amazing. Well, that's cool that they're listening. Cause, and I've, I think and mocking me with it. You know, like throwing it back in your face. I think I've said this a couple of times, but... I, there is no advanced acting. Yep. It's the same lessons over and over again. So, um, thank you. That makes me feel good that it's, it's reaching people, whether they're, they're true beginners or beginners just beginning over and over again. So have a good rehearsal today. I will. Thank you, Morgan. No problem. All right, everybody go out there and fail fail big. big.